We all know that Pete Nance is now a Tar Heel, but who is he? We haven't had an opportunity to hear from the man himself until now. Carolina held summer media interviews earlier this week, and we finally got a chance to hear from Pete Nance, and I gotta tell you, I am incredibly impressed. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, July 21st, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. We are the only daily North Carolina podcast out there, and so, so glad that you have tuned in. Please don't forget that you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts for free. For those of you watching, you can also smash the like button and leave some comments about what you think about Pete Nance, who, by the way, we're talking about in depth today. And so here's how I want to break it down. We're going to talk about Pete the person, Pete the player, and Pete the Tar Heel. I wish there was another P, uh, but Pete the person, player, and Pete the Tar Heel. Just kind of in response to all the things he talked about at Media Day, just gave some great insight to who he is. So I want to uh, shed some light on some of that and then unpack my thoughts on him. And so just first out of the gate, Pete the person, here's what I want to say. This dude gets it. Uh, when you hear him talk, he is thoughtful. He is measured. He's insightful, right? So many of the basketball players, so many athletes have been trained to say something without saying anything. You know what I mean? But I really feel like Pete Nance gave good and insightful content while still being wise and intelligent. It's so clear uh, what a good person he is in terms of who his family has prepared him to be, whom his education and coaches have prepared him to be, and it just makes sense. And so I am really, really impressed by how he carries himself, um, his easy rapport with the media. If you didn't get a chance to watch any of these interviews, just hop on YouTube and, and find it. Um, there's several different outlets that put up videos um, from these media days. <clears throat> But what I love about that for this person is that it means Pete Nance is the type of student athlete that Hubert Davis is not going to have to worry about on or off the court, right? He's going to do, we're going to talk again about Pete the player in just a little bit, but on the court, he's going to do what you ask of him. But right now, as we talk about Pete the player, the same is very true. He's not somebody that Hubert Davis will sit up at night worrying about what Pete Nance is off doing in the middle of the night. Um, he is somebody that is going to be taking care of his business in big and healthy ways. This is the type of student athlete you want representing your university, again, on and off the court. And so to me, that is a huge win. In fact, you remember last year, Coach Davis said this often. His biggest regret about Brady Manick was that he was only going to have just one year um, to, to, to have Brady Manick as a player, as a person to be around. There was just something that clicked really well between the two of them, and that just kind of became his talking point about Brady. When I see and hear Pete Nance talk, 
the same is going to be exactly true. Remember, he's already had four years at Northwestern. This is his la his fifth and final year in college playing, uh, regardless of what happens. This un unless there's like a medical redshirt, I guess. But this this is it. And so I think Hubert Davis is going to be able to say that same type of sentiment. I don't know if he will utilize that exact uh, like verbatim to say that, but. Um, he's going to be saying that about Pete Nance. My biggest regret with Pete Nance is that I only get him for this year. He's somebody that's going to represent himself well, his family well, the university well, the basketball team well, um, and, and that, I mean, you just can't dream of something better, especially for somebody coming into a team that has not been part of it the rest of his career. You just want somebody that is gonna come in and know how to be mature and professional and do things the right way. And that's somebody that can come in and be a tone setter, even though he is a first, like essentially a one and done player. Um, that is somebody that can help lead your team in big ways. Think about it in professional sports. You sign a veteran to come in and be a clubhouse guy and, and help set the tone and show younger people how to do things the right way and work hard. That is who Pete Nance is going to be. I've also talked another point about Pete the person. I've talked several times about him already this summer about how important pedigree can be. Uh, thinking about Pete Nance, his father Larry Sr. played um, at Clemson and then in the NBA. His older brother Larry Jr. played at Wyoming and in the, is currently in the NBA playing for the Pelicans. And then his older sister, Casey played at University of Dayton from 2008 to 2012. All three of these um, family members of him have played and set an example for him. And so, yes, family pedigree is important from like a physical standpoint. Obviously, he got his dad's traits and skills, and that is great. But almost more so, this pedigree is important in terms of um, learning the game how you prepare, how you train, how you know the game, like basketball IQ, that is such a big deal. How you handle yourself, the way you talk to people, um, all, all of that comes with the pedigree that Pete Nance has. It's something that you know Puff Johnson has to a degree with Cam being in the NBA, but um, Pete Nance has that times three with his dad, brother, and sister. And so in his interview, he talked about that these are all three people I majorly look up to in my life. And for as long as I can remember, they've been playing basketball. He said, just learning from their experiences and all the things they may have done wrong or right. Like that's just so wise of him to look at what his father and siblings have done and say, yeah, they did a lot right. And I want to emulate that but also there's stuff that they got wrong that I can learn from. What uh, an advantage this gives to Pete Nance having such great role models ahead of him. And so folks, when we look at Pete Nance, the person, I am over the moon and I can only imagine how Hubert Davis and the rest of the coaching staff must feel. But for you as a Carolina fan, you should be on cloud nine on pins and needles. This is a great person, but he's also a great basketball player. What does that look like? What does that mean? We're going to talk about that in just a minute after I tell you about Built Bar. 
From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Our friends at Built have given Chunk Brownie the Puffs treatment. That's right, Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in the deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. So listen up, these are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now and get yours so that you don't miss out. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which, as a reminder, your body absorbs more efficiently and provides you with ton of health benefits. The best part about Built Puffs is they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. The perfect treat for when you've got a late-night craving or you need to satisfy that sweet tooth. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com right now to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we've unpacked Pete the person. Now let's talk about Pete the player. One of the things he was asked about at this summer media interview was, hey, Pete, can you give us something of a self-scouting report on yourself? And this is um, another time when I see in him just great self-awareness, great wisdom and maturity because he's able to talk about who he is. So some of the things that he said when giving a self-scouting report are, I just do a little bit of everything. I shoot, I pass, I dribble, I pride myself on being versatile. I try not to have any flaws. So when he notices weaknesses in his game, he goes directly to them and works on that. For example, I am a musician. I play piano and guitar and mandolin and all these other various things. And when I'm practicing music, I don't just sit down and work on the things that I'm already good at. I find oh man, I can't do this specific skill when I'm playing piano, right? So not I'm gonna sit down and do what I'm already good at because I'm there. I need to sit down and work on my trouble spots. Maybe there's a couple measures in a certain song I, I'm not good at playing right now. So what do I do? I go directly to those two measures of the song and hammer it out until I can't get it wrong because I know it so well. And that's what Pete Nance is saying here. I'm trying to find and eradicate the flaws in my game. He said that he tries really hard to be a versatile defender. Um, <clears throat> true, he's not going to be the fleetest of foot, but basically, are you, as a four, as a five, able to step out and at least wall off um, move horizontally against a one or a two to just at least buy time until you can switch back or however the team is defending three, uh, the pick and roll in a specific game. He talked about his ability to shoot the three, to post up, to push the ball on the break. What a great thing that is um, to have a big man who can get out and go. Like that is such a great skill and quality to have. And then he once again reiterated his ability to just do a little bit of everything. After giving that self-scouting report, Nance was then asked, what made you think you would fit well with this team? 
And he talked about playing the right way. And so many, you know, that sounds kind of general, but again, because of his pedigree, because of who he is, who his family is, he knows and understands what that means. That means not showboating and standing out and showing up opponents or coaches or teammates. That means just being a basketball player, going about your business. He said, this is obviously a really good team I'm coming into with some really talented players. And so what helps is the versatility that I bring. He wants to, He's talked a lot about this versatility, being able to do a lot of things. He went on to say, whatever the coaches need me to do and whatever role they want me to fill, I'll be able to adapt to that easily because of my style of play and how I move the ball and share the ball and my passing ability and floor spacing. I think it's just a really good fit. And boy, as a coach, can you imagine what a, what a blessing that is to hear a player say, basically, because I can do a little bit of everything, I'm going to be able to come into this team and as a basketball player, give you whatever you need from the stretch four position. How great is that? And that means that when Baycott is on the bench, I can shuffle over to the five. We can play a little bit of small ball and do whatever we need to do there. Um, but basically, you, Hubert Davis, you, Sean May, tell me what role I need to play at this given time and I will do that for you. That is what they want to hear. And so for me, that, that self-scouting report, report that, that fit with the team, um, that's exactly what I want to hear, especially from someone who's coming in for just one year. I'm here to fit into a team that's already really, really good and just take it up that extra notch. He's not coming in saying, here's what I'm going to do, here's how I'm going to affect things and you have to mold to me, right? We see that type of self-entitlement all over the map on basketball players. Instead, he is very humbly saying, listen, I'm a versatile player who can do a little bit of everything. I recognize I'm the new kid in class, right? I'm stepping in to this experienced, talented team. So whatever I can do to fit, and you know whatever hole there is that I can step into, I'm ready to do that. He's not saying, all right, Coach Davis, you figure out how to make this team work with me coming in. You see what I can do? Mold it to me. No, it's the exact opposite. He, as a player, is saying, let me figure out how to adapt and then and talk to the coaches about what they need, and then that's the basketball player I'm going to be on the 2022-23 Tar Heels. That, my friend, Pete Nance, is how you endear yourself to your coaches, your teammates, and the Carolina family fan base. I am, again, thrilled and overjoyed at who this is going to be. Now, I just said there's that hole that he has to step into. Who left that hole? Obviously, that is Brady Manick. And so Pete Nance was obviously at this summer media interview asked about Brady. Have they talked? What does he feel pressure stepping in to try to replicate what Brady did last year? And so here's what um, some, of the, some of the things he said. He said, lots of times when you're stepping into a new role or a new team or whatever it is, there's something of a, a shroud of mystery of um, what you are coming into. Um, and he said, seeing what Brady did last year and the hole that he left, um, it's very plainly, clearly obvious what that role is going to be. And so he feels very comfortable with that. As to the pressure, he said, yeah, obviously there's going to be some level of pressure. Look at what happened last year. Look at the 98 threes that Manic hit. Look at how many times he just helped Carolina 
to make winning plays um, throughout the season. Uh, the way he was a teammate when he wasn't a starter at the beginning of the year did what he needed to do. Pete Nance says, um, yes, obviously there's going to be pressure, but we as basketball players at a high level have dealt with that our whole lives already. And so I love this. He talked about it comes down to the preparation you put in. He says, I'm going to work as hard as I can over the next four months until the season starts, and then I have to live with those results. <laughs> I love that. It's not, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, no, I'm going to work my butt off on the front end of things so that I'm prepared and ready to go with my new teammates that when we hit October and November, we're ready to hit the ground running. And um, <clears throat> at that point, I will know that I've worked as hard as I can and there's not pressure because whatever, whatever comes is the result of all that hard work. And so, um, again, I, I love to see how he's stepping in to what Brady did. And we're going to say a little bit more in the next segment about Brady, too, because some really um, neat insight about what it means to be a Tar Heel. The last thing I want to say on Pete the Player is he was asked about um, what it's like to guard and, and go up against Armando Baycott. And he just said, oh, my word, he is a big boy. He's strong. But it's really interesting. You might remember, especially last year in the Big Ten, there's just this huge gamut of big, burly men. Kofi Coburn, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, um, two big guys at Purdue in Zach Eady and Travion Williams. Like Just across the Big Ten, you have all these guys. Luca Garza before that at Iowa. And so he said, luckily, I've defended some... I had some experience banging with some big boys in the Big Ten. Um, and so I've gotten to see that. And what I've seen of Armando is that he is everything that he was hyped up to be. He's really strong, really good player, and I'm happy to be on his team. And what's cool about that is because he's seen so many big men in action, he's going to know how to interact and play off of Armando. Again, as a versatile player, he can do anything he needs to. And so that's my biggest takeaway is that Pete Nance, Pete the player, is going to be able to do a little bit of everything. And that even might change from game to game based on what Hubert Davis might ask of him. We also know that Hubert Davis loves people that want to be Tar Heels, and Pete Nance seems to be starting to take on that mantle of being a Tar Heel really well. Exactly what does that look like? We're going to talk about Pete the Tar Heel in just a second. But first, let me remind you that Locked On NFL is starting to unpack things leading up to the NFL season. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Out now, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Again, available now on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. So here's what's pretty neat about Pete the Tar Heel. We've talked about Pete the Person, Pete the Player, and now Pete the Par Heel. <laughs> um, is that he was asked like, hey, did you have relationships with any of these guys before coming? And he said, I mean, obviously I've seen them on TV, but really I didn't know any of them prior to stepping into it. And um, that, that's almost unthinkable in this day and age of, of the um, AAU circuits and everyone knowing each other and playing together. But he's just like, no, I just, I really didn't. And so it's kind of cool that they just get a fresh start with each other. I mean, there's there's some connection he talked about. He's got family that lives in the area, some cousins. Um, obviously, we know his dad um, grew up in South Carolina, went to Clemson. And so there's some connectivity there. Um, but 
So what's cool about this is that even though he's got no relationship, nothing prior that he's bringing in, he is very quickly understanding how cool it is because he, he talked about having heard about what the Carolina family is, the Carolina tradition. Um, you might have seen like since these media days, uh, this media day earlier in the week, Carolina social media has had some, some quotes from Nance about that, um, but he reiterated a lot of that in these conversations. And so I just want to name off some of these quotes for you, and then we'll unpack how cool this is of him being brought in to the family. So one of the things he was asked about is how he decided on North Carolina. You probably are aware, because you've been tracking with things, that he was... Um, solely minded on the NBA draft process and, and going through that, seeing how everything played out. Um, but once he came through it and decided to come back to college, he said, I was looking for a place where I could take my game to the next level and really showcase my full skill set. And at the same time, be able to do something special and compete for a national championship on a really good team surrounded by really good players with really good coaches and obviously for one of the best programs in the country. He said that at North Carolina, there's this level of talent and character that is combined together. There's not a lot of places where you can get that great combination of both. And what I love is that he himself emulates that. He's obviously an incredibly talented basketball player, as we've talked about. He's obviously an incredibly um, wonderful person, as we've talked about Pete the Persian. And all of those come together to now we get Pete the Tar Heel. How stinking cool is that? Now, I talked about how there'd be a little bit more about he and Brady Manic connecting. And this is what's cool is he was asked, hey, did you have a chance to talk with Brady Manic? And they did at the G League Elite Camp leading up into the season. Um, excuse me, in the offseason leading up to going through the draft process and all that. And he said, um, you, you might know that he, because he was single, singly, um, focused, wholeheartedly focused on the NBA draft process, he wasn't talking to schools yet at all. And so he said <clears throat> at the G League um, elite camp, he was talking with Brady Manick. And at that point, he hadn't begun to talk to Carolina or anything. But there he asked Manick about his Carolina experience. And Brady said, is the best basketball experience of my entire life. And Pete Nance said he just thought to himself, man, you were only there one year. Like, what must that say about legitimately what North Carolina the place is, who they are, and the kind of people that are there? And so really neat how, even before he started talking to Carolina, had his wheels spinning a little bit on that. And part of that is really cool is because then it turns out, really, he kind of had his mind set and made up. Um, one of the questions was... Hey, when you were thinking, once you switched to like, hey, I'm coming back to college, was Carolina just one stop of many? How, how were you, you know, checking out all these various schools? And um, he said, being able to talk to Coach Davis on the phone, I had great conversations. I felt like I fit in with what they were telling me and talking to me about, about how I would fit in with this team. And here's what's cool and why a big part of why Hubert Davis is going to love this guy. Remember, he wants people who want to be in Chapel Hill. Nance says, I really only visited one place because I knew where I wanted to go. But getting down here, meaning to Chapel Hill, and being able to look everyone in the eye 
and hang out with the guys and see their relationship with the coaches really solidified everything for me. It is everything that I thought it was, so it was a no-brainer from there. The dude is a Tar Heel. That is dripping with Tar Heel talk, right? Like, he just gets it. He he said, being able to experience this culture that you hear about, the North Carolina family, the North Carolina tradition, I think being able to be here and see what it's all about, it's been really amazing. It's not really a mystery as to why this place has all the banners that it does hanging up. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Nance has not played a single game for North Carolina. He's been there all of, you know, just over a month. But this dude is already a Tar Heel through and through. And I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to see what he brings to this team on and off the court and how he continues to um, show what it means to be a Tar Heel. Oh man, I'm so excited. I hope you are too. It's great stuff. And unfortunately though, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in to Locked on Tar Heels, hanging out with me, making it your first listen or watch of the day. If you haven't already, man, drop in some comments about Pete Nance and why you're excited for him. Uh, I just think it's a, such a great addition to this team. Also, smash the like button, subscribe, whether you are listening or watching. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Oh man, what a joy hanging out today together on Thursday, talking about Pete Nance, unpacking uh, his summer media interviews. And I want to remember, just like Pete Nance knows, it's always a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace. <laughs>